Blog Talk Radio. What's up, angels? It's your girl, Adina Howard. Make sure you tune in to the Honey Lounge with Teddy Bear, Tuesday through Friday, 1 through 7 p.m. Central Standard Time.
Hello? 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 Right, let's see if we got everything taken care of now. Hopefully, knock on wood. Hello? Hello, Sarah, can you hear me? Hi, yes. There you are. <laughs> she has arrived, family. Lord have mercy. She oh, is I've, there. I've been right. trying. <laughs> I, I hope you know. I, I called you right at one. I've been trying. I know that's on us. We with this crazy weather we've been having here, you know, here in Houston, it's been uh, it's been it's been something else. But we have you here first and foremost. Thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule and joining us. And secondly, congratulations on a wonderful on a wonderful EP. Oh, thank you. Now, um, what? Where have you been hiding at? Now I've been here in Houston now for ten years. For ten years, and you've been. Wait, you're in Houston. I'm in Houston. Well, I went to Lamar High School. You did really? Okay. Yeah, I grew (laughs) up in Houston. (laughs) Okay. I don't know how I missed you, but hey, like they say, great things come to those who wait. Sway, a fantastic EP. I've had an opportunity to listen on listen to it on several occasions. What got me was the lyrics. Uh, you really throw yourself emotionally into your music. And I wanted to ask you, you give so much of yourself into your music, especially in your live, your live performances, which you have one tomorrow in the Elephant Room. How do mm-hmm. you kind of bounce back from that after a performance? Because you give so much energy and so much passion. How long does it take you kind to, I guess, to wind down from all that? Man, that's a great question because um, it's a thing, and and a lot of people don't don't nobody's ever asked me that question, but it, it's a it's a real factor. On um, Saturday night, I got to play at the Paramount Theater in Austin, the the Stateside Theater. I was opening for the comedian Paul Reiser. Okay. And so it was full. I mean, it was there was not an empty seat. And, uh, you know, we just did a, a little opening act before he came out and did his stand-up comedy. Um, but it it takes a lot to, um, I mean, it's really positive, but it takes a while to come down from that exchange of energy because it's, it's so, so much going out and, but just as much it's about what's coming in, like receiving the back and forth of that, um, like sharing energy. <laughs> With that much focus, you know, that many people focused in your direction, and like when you kind of lock in and you feel that they're they're getting it, like they're actually being enriched in some way by it. It's um, I don't know. I'm I'm real sensitive to energy, <laughs> so <laughs> it takes me. It, it, I'm buzzing. You know, it takes me a good long while to come down from that buzzy. Hi. That that buzzy high. Every every artist that I've had the pleasure of uh, conversing with, they've always said that it is like a it's something undescribable. It is it can be such addicting. It's an addicting it's an addiction that you can never 
replaced. Nothing can replace that that kind of level of high when you share so much of yourself with someone in a live performance and you get that kind of feedback. And then after yeah, a when performance, they get it. <laughs> yeah, when they get when they get it, it's like how do you come down from that? What I'm so impressed with you is that your sense of vulnerability, because it can be very challenging for an artist to show that kind of vulnerability, or as I like to say, that kind of open nakedness to someone to show that kind of side of you. How long did it take you to become that comfortable with yourself where you weren't afraid or even timid to let people in and get a better idea of who you are, not just as an artist? Well, that's my nature. I tend to overshare. Okay. <laughs> I'm very open. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, that's that's how I am with everyone. Um, people tend to, you know, really know me without much effort if they're interested at all. Um, <laughs> I and I tend to also be somebody that the people in my life really open up to, even when they don't tend to. You know, if there's somebody who doesn't tend to open up in general, they still really open up with me. Um, so I don't know. It's just the level I like to meet where I like to meet people. Keep my heart it's open. A great, right. It's a great, it's not going to say great. It's a wonderful trait to have because a lot of people are very, I guess, tentative to allow themselves or share so much of themselves. At any time, does it come become sometimes a little bit overbearing because when you have that when that when you have that kind of nature about you, as you just said, people have a tendency, they feel so comfortable around you that they just want to pour their heart to you and let them know what you're let them know, let you know what they're going through. That it is does it at any time does that become a little bit too much? Not really. I'm I I appreciate people being authentic and I'm also, you know, really um don't have a problem with boundaries and making my boundaries clear. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a ability to connect deeply and genuinely with people, but also never, you know, letting anybody take from me, you know, my energy in a way that I don't want them to. Right. I understand. I definitely Um, understand. I am. I don't know. I've, I've, I've been, I had a, a very um, colorful and uh, I guess I would say challenging, but I don't complain about it, but I, I've been through a lot in my life, in my childhood and in, and in relationships. And so there's, there's a calm on the other side of, um, of no, I don't know, knowing a lot of, a lot of trauma, a lot of loss. And and then, you know, it's the yin-yang. Like, as much as you've known darkness or sadness, you also get the privilege of really feeling the positive that much stronger. Without question, and it definitely resonates through your music. Um, one thing that I have noticed that every artist has a tendency to borrow from someone. And what I mean by borrow is, like, if you have an original song, an original concept, and you'll have people say, hey, you know, I want to sing that song. I love that song. I want to do a remake of that particular song. But it can be very challenging because you don't know what that artist was going through or what they were feeling at that particular time when they sing it. So it sounds completely different as far as the interpretation. When I listen to your song, every time we say goodbye, 
you mm-hmm. have completely enveloped yourself with that particular song. And I wanted to ask, I said, how much of your personal life, or your personal journey that you've experienced, how much of that do you incorporate in your music? Um, well, you know, it's interesting. I, first of all, have, I've, I've known some really deep, true love in my life and also some just devastating heartbreak. And so, uh, I mean, when I love, I love hard. (laughs) And, And so I, um, the sense of loss of saying goodbye to someone is, um, I know it well. And and you know, saying goodbye on different there's there's saying goodbye because you don't have a choice and then there's saying goodbye when you finally get the chains off and right. are are free of it, you know. Um also my mom passed. She she was in Houston. She passed away in July. And oh, okay. um yeah. And you know, it's life, and and it, her body was not. Her body needed to to be relieved of its duties. So it's right. a lot of grace for her to, you know, be allowed to pass. But I've I've had I've had nights like where I raced back from Houston, from where she's in ICU to do my Tuesday gig, and that song every time we say goodbye has. A whole other level of of meaning. People that have not lost someone that's um, that plays such an important or pivotal part in their life, they can't understand. Because I know for me personally, I lost mother back in 1989, and here it is, 2018, and it's still not a day mm-hmm. that does not go by that she does not weigh heavy on my mind. So I, I definitely can understand and definitely relate. I, I guess the big difference is, is that you have your muse. Your music is your muse. It's your outlet. You can vent whatever you're feeling or whatever you're contemplating at that particular time. You can express it through your music. How therapeutic has it been for you to use your music as your muse? Oh, yeah. It's huge. And I my so much about music was was a gift that that was my mom's influence. She was a classical pianist, and we connect through music. I I, I even on the day she died, like the, um, I'm I, I get little messages from her because of the the song that comes on, you know, <laughs> and right. knowing it was her favorite or or something like that. But um, this EP Sway is the third one in a series of four that I'm releasing over the course of a year. And um, this EP is the only one that has any songs that I did not write. I mean, I wrote two of the songs on Sway, but two are more like jazz standards and then two are covers that, that we did our own thing with um, and sort of interpreted in, in my own, in my way. But everything else that I've been releasing and have recorded the next thing that's already, you know, recorded and going to come out is music I wrote. And the, the songs that I wrote on the Sway EP are, are um, like your girlfriend hates me. I mean, it's just fun. It, it's, it's real similar 
what we do on Tuesdays at the Elephant Room is the most like this EP sway, where it's a mixture of jazz and originals and interesting interpretations. But we also fit in as much of my songwriting as we can for it to feel appropriate in a jazz venue. And I I just can't help but be super, super personal in what I write. But I feel like recording these songs has been... Like, literally, when you release a record, like, I'm releasing, I'm releasing, I'm releasing the story, I'm releasing what I've went through to write the songs. There's a song on the end of a second EP that came out in June about the end of my almost 20-year marriage, because I, I eloped quite young, um, and I had it almost finished, it, like, lyrics and melody, but I don't play an instrument. So I sat down with my ex who plays guitar and asked him when we were still living together, but we knew we weren't going to be. Um, and I asked him to help me, you know, put the chords to it and finish it. And in the process of us finishing the song together, I changed it to be written from his perspective. So it's a really poignant song that we wrote together about our breakup. <laughs> and basically the fact that because we got together so young that we raised each other. How do and you... And we're still family. Wow. You, um, hmm, that's really personal. Um, <laughs> how, do you, how do you move on from something like that? From as far as from an emotional standpoint? And do you just basically just throw yourself into music does it become does, does music become very therapeutic as far as trying to move on to the next phase of your journey it it's just is the journey it's interwoven i i mean i'm so lucky to have this weekly tuesday show and my players are just the best the actual best i mean my guitar player mitch watkins who's on that record sway his main gig from the 70s was he played for leonard cohen I mean, all the way up oh, through his last concert. And he's played with, you know, Joe Ely and Lyle Lovett and everybody, but he's just, he's just exquisite. And it, it's, it, he says his week starts on Tuesday. He loves the gig too, you know? And <laughs> um, it's a real spiritual practice to to get to play on that level with amazing players who want to be there. And oh, you know, we we never play the same set of songs from one week to the next. We never play the actual song the same way twice. It's it's a real live because everybody's a jazz musician, even though a lot of it's original music. Um, you never play the same the song the same way twice. It's like a living, breathing thing. It's not this okay, hit the click track and here we go, and this is how the song goes ever. And so. Yes, it's therapeutic because it's it's like a living, breathing, spiritual practice. Whether we're playing something that's funny and makes everybody laugh or a ballad like Every Time We Say Goodbye or, you know, anything in between. It's just such a privilege. One of the things I've always been a stickler about is lyrics. Um, they have a t that lyrics have the ability to touch people in a way that nothing else 
can never do emotionally because you have a you have a, you have a an ability to connect with someone, a complete stranger, because someone may be going through the same exact thing that you're going through at that particular mm-hmm. time of your life. Uh, two artists in general that really that I'm really fond of are Carol King and Joni Mitchell. Mm-hmm. They have they can weave magic with their lyrics. Mm-hmm. How have you seen your songwriting elevate over the last four years? Where do you think you are right now as far as from a lyrical content and also as far as melody, being able to intertwine both at the same time? How have you seen yourself get better? Well, um, melody is always something that just comes out. Like when I sit down with a song idea, because I don't play an instrument, whether I'm sitting in front of somebody who's playing or they send me an idea, like, you know, it could just be somebody playing a ukulele or a piano part. I do a lot of co-writing. If I'm sitting down to um, start a song, I have to have my phone recording because my initial reaction, the very first thing that falls out of my mouth is always the melody. It never gets any better. Like I, it's just a matter of catching the, you know, the, what channels through. It's just like a total instinct gut reaction to the very first thing I'm hearing. Um, and so I don't, I don't, that hasn't changed for me. I don't know whether the melodies I've made up in the last few years compared to 10 years ago are better or worse, really. (laughs) But lyrically, um, I've been through, I think the more we experience and go through, the, you know, the, the deeper, I don't know, lyrics are so interesting because some of the most amazing songs have just the simplest few words. So it doesn't always have to be as deeply poetic as as Joni Mitchell or Leonard Cohen or or Carol King. But but you know some of my songs at least I'm not going to say they get close to their level of of mastery with lyrics. But they I think that a lot of what I've experienced might be from similarly profound life experiences as they've clearly had in order to be able to write like that. It is definitely the gift as we, uh, you know, discussed earlier, being able to connect with people is some, is definitely, definitely a gift. And speaking of a gift, let's get into some new music, of course, from the very talented Sarah Sharp from her new EP sway with every time we say goodbye here in the zone of LOTL radio.
SoundCloud. And remember, for those who have not had an opportunity to see this very talented lady perform, you're going to get your chance. Tomorrow, October the 2nd, she will be at the Elephant Room in Austin, Texas at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's at 315 Congress Avenue. That's in Austin, Texas, 78701. Ooh, my good. I had to sit up and kind of gather myself a little bit, my queen. That that. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, that that song right there. Like I said there's certain songs that I listen to, and they they really really get to me. I said when I get you on the show, I have to ask you, who, if you could give me your top five. I know that's going to be very challenging for you. Can you give me your top five songs that really touched you? from an emotional standpoint, we're just like, wow, it really left, it left something in me that I just, it, it just really touched me in an emotional way. There's something like something has never touched you before. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's a tricky one. Let me think. <laughs> well, okay. I'll tell you what came to mind without even thinking. Okay. Um, uh, there's a Leonard Cohen song, the famous blue raincoat. Um, I listened when I first heard that record, I listened to that song for like three days, just okay. on repeat. <laughs> um, there's an, an Elliot Smith song, Memory Lane. That's another one that I just listened to on repeat. But I listened to it. It's funny because when you when you hear it, it's 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 actually this like percolating effervescent guitar. So if you don't pay any attention to the lyrics. It's almost like a toe tapping, go for a drive, happy song. But the lyrics are devastatingly sad and deep. And I, I, when I listened to that one on repeat, I didn't. I, I was aware of like the general story of what these lyrics were saying, but there was a part of me that wasn't ready to hear them all the way. I it was actually like a couple years later when I was on tour I was in Italy and I was on the beach in the Riviera <laughs> that I I wrote the lyrics down in my journal and like really allowed myself to take take them all the way in because that's a song you can listen to on different levels and um and I and it just like opened floodgates I just wept um and it, part of it is because he suffered a lot with mental illness, and my mother, who passed away recently, was very mentally ill my whole life, and um, and very much my responsibility most of my life. Um, and so, but I mean, I don't I, I don't know what else to say about that song, but it's the struggle is real for people who <laughs> oh, yeah. are you know, unfortunate enough to um, carry those imbalances in their brain. Um, I'm trying to think, like, singer, I, I mean, also, before I thought of a specific song, I thought of Nina Simone. I was trying to think of which Nina Simone song, because she just gets me. I mean, like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, her, the level of well, and I mean, also, I went through when I was when I first started. I, I was really a late bloomer with jazz. I didn't sing jazz until college, and I honestly didn't even know who Billie Holiday was when I got to college. I was such 
a late bloomer. My parents didn't listen to jazz. I didn't grow up around it. Um, but I went deep on Billie Holiday for, you know, all of college, basically. I mean, every single thing she ever recorded. Um, so I'm not answering you exactly because I'm not telling you a specific song. Um, let me think. I don't know. I'm feeling melancholy because we just listen to every time we say goodbye. But <laughs> it doesn't all have to be melancholy, does it, for a song to blow no, you away? No, ab- absolutely <laughs> not. For me personally, um, Willie Nelson, when he sings, she was always on my mind. That just, it takes me to another place because the emphasis and the way that he sings it, because it comes from a place a lot of people can really understand and really relate. And that's one of the things I've always admired admired about true artists. They have the ability, the God-gift ability to touch and uplift other people. And I hear that in your music and it leaves you wanting more. You say, wait a minute, how far can she go? What is the next level for Sarah Sharp? You put out a wonderful EP. You've gotten a lot of positive feedback, a lot of love from this EP. What is the next level? What is the next step for you musically? Hmm. Um. You know, I've spent most of my adult life, I mean, I've always, my whole adult life, I've I've been a singer. And I have had different periods of time where what I was doing had, you know, a certain amount of the following recognition. And um, I had to really adjust about three years ago because I had been in a band for like eight years almost with a man named Slim Ritchie who was my sort of musical soulmate. He was a guitar player and legend in Austin. And we played over 200 shows a year together for like seven and a half years. And he passed away three years ago. And I I left that band because uh, like he, there was no point to it for me without him. Um, and so I, I, over the last few years, shifted back into playing under my own name, which honestly, I miss being part of something. Like, I don't, when I was younger, I would hustle and I'd promote my shows and, you know, beg my friends to come out and, and being part of this other thing for a good long time was such a relief because I wasn't constantly, you know, promoting Sarah Sharp. Like, it's exhausting. You know, it's not that I don't have, I mean, I work hard. Like there's no part of me that resists working hard, but as I mature, there's just not as much ego there. So to constantly try to further my own brand and people's idea of myself is, um, I don't want to say that I don't have it in me, but like, I just have a different, I feel like I, I just want to be true to them music in the moment in whatever I whether it's at the elephant room or whatever I write or whatever record next and I would seriously love to be part of something again like even if it's just part of a team where I had a little more help with this music reaching more people um 
but I just don't have that shameless self-promotion streak in me that I used to. Well, that's so a I'm great not sure thing. where it's going to go. Well, I mean, that's a great thing because at the end of the day, it's about the artistry of the music. It's about respecting the craft. Um, as far as reaching the the public, that's why you're here, my queen, because we're going to help you yeah, do that. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I was listening to this song just now, you know, listening to you play my song. I had it, I felt like, man, that's good stuff. You know, <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah. It's, no, it sounds great. Don't don't undercut yourself now. It sounds it sounds great. It definitely sounds great. Um, it does. Wow. I, mean, I can tell just now, like I'm having a moment of okay, it's legit. But I live in Austin. I am in a sea of an an, an endless sea of musical talent. Right. And and the, you know you can go out every night and and not consume all that's worth being experienced. Um, and so I'm just, I'm just another musician. You know, I don't know. It's funny thing. But I think, I mean, I love, I'm going to go on a tangent. I'll tell you what I love about Houston. Okay, please do. Because, um, you know, I grew up in Houston, and I love being in the Austin music community. But um, whenever I'm in Houston, you know, if I come across a band or um, a piece of art on the wall in a really cool coffee shop or somebody's random, like, art car they made or, I don't know, the the creative culture there, it seems to me it's, like, more pure because people here have this identity. Like, we, you know, we are part of the identity of Austin, live music capital. So the very thing that is I devote, you know, my sole purpose to being a musician happens to also be part of what is, you know, shaping the identity of this, this town. And so there's in the music community, people, they're always doing what they do with a sense of, you know, they're being watched that it's, um, uh, when I come across creative things that just pour out of people in Houston, they, they're doing it from, because they just can't help it. Not because of a sense of being observed for it. Like it's it's a really pure place that that, that the creative culture of Houston comes from. That's a lot, and I I I'll be the first to say I do I do agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, because like you said. You can tell when someone is being authentic and it's coming from a natural, natural, organic place. And when someone is doing something to get attention or bring attention to themselves. And that's it. And I've noticed that. And I've noticed that I've been here now for about close to 10, about 10 years. And I can tell a Mm -hmm. difference because I'm originally from Los Angeles. So I can definitely tell the difference between what takes place in both cities and the times that I've had an opportunity to go down to Austin and, and go to various clubs to see live performances. Some have gotten me, some have just said, wow, they're doing a lot of theatrics. It's not pure. It doesn't resonate. It's not organic. And what I get from you musically, everything has to be organic to you. It, has to, it, it doesn't feel it has to be forced or has to be pushed upon people. You People just naturally gravitate 
to your music. What has it been like for you when someone comes to you after a performance and they say, hey, we just love you. We love your music. We love the way you sing. You just, it's like you had me at hello, Lord mm-hmm. have mercy. What is that? What is that? <laughs> exactly. well, that's, the, that's it. That's the, that's the jackpot right there. Like no, There's nothing better than that. You know? That's it. It's like, an incredible. One of my one of my mantras when when you know I'm setting intention and vision is just is that I want to I want to positively affect people and enrich their lives with the, with what I create or my performance or my storytelling or and um or my recordings and you know they I haven't quite cracked the countless part. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> Well, no need to fear. We, we got you. We we got you on that part. No need to fear. Remember, family. Again, the new EP is available as we speak on all social media formats. Of course, iTunes, Google Play, and also on Amazon.com. And also, be sure to stop by Sarah's official website so you can get all the latest updates. That's imperative. That's at www.sarahsharp.com. On Twitter, it's at Sarah Sharp ATX. It's always also the same handle for Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud. That's at soundcloud.com forward slash Sarah Walter Sharp. Tomorrow, <laughs> the Elephant Room, Austin, Texas, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. You say, well, Teddy Bear, I'm on the other side of the world. Well, we have trains, planes, automobiles. You have to have borrowed cameras <laughs> to get to get to Austin, Texas, and see this fantabulous lady work her magic. Now, what a beautiful morning. Lord have mercy. Tell us about that particular song from the new EP, Sway. Well, so the arrangement is is very much borrowed from Peggy Lee. Um, There's where she has a kind of rubato verses, and then the the band kicks in for the, the, you know, up tempo swing for the chorus. It's it's straight just paying homage to her. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's definitely a beautiful thing. So uh, let's get I into mean, that, the chorus. To me, that's an example of lyrics that are yeah. so simple but pure. I mean, yeah. um, an old. I mean, uh, the with the part where where it says um, I think it's a Rodgers and Hammerstein song. But the little brown maverick is winking her eye. Like that is just come on. What more could put you in the in the, the morning in that field? You know. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Some of the most interesting <laughs> lyrics can touch you. Can touch you. As long, a lot of times you don't have to take the take the freeway. Sometimes you just go straight to it, and it still has the same effect. As long as it's able to, as long as it's able to touch a certain emotion and bring something out of you, it can be positive, it can be negative. But if it resonates in a way that it touches you emotionally, that's all that matters at the end of the day. And your new EP definitely does that. Of course, what a beautiful morning from the incredibly talented and captivating Miss Sarah Sharp here in the zone of LOTL Radio. <laughs> Bright golden haze on the meadow. Bears and bright golden haze. 
Yeah. 
the very talented Sarah Sharp here in the zone of LOTO Radio. Remember, family, once again, the new EP is available on iTunes, Google Play, and also on Amazon. And remember, tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, she will be performing live at the Elephant Room. That's in Austin, Texas, at 315 Congress Avenue. That's in Austin, Texas, 78701. My queen, it was an honor and a delightful pleasure to have Mm -hmm. you on the show. This is your home, away from home, whatever you need. Please (laughs) do not hesitate to let us know. I have the utmost respect and love for your craft. Please keep doing what you're doing. It is definitely an honor and a blessing what you put out there into the atmosphere. Mm. Continue on to continue with your positive journey, my love. And I'm so grateful, but I also really hope that I get to know more about you. We should stay in oh. touch. Well, I want to know, do you make music? <laughs> Are you, do you make music too? No, I don't make music. My magic is simply behind the mic. I stay hidden. I stay wow. hidden in the shadows like like the Phantom of the Opera. No, I'm strictly. <laughs> <laughs> you should let somebody introduce you for an episode. I mean, interview you for an episode so we can all know a little more. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I, I have no problem in doing that. But again, whatever you need, please don't hesitate to let us know. Okay. This is wonderful. Thank you. Oh, really? my pleasure. Don't, no need to fear. The teddy bear will be back down in Austin to see you do your thing. No need. I'll be down there. Okay. Let me know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I will do so. Continue blessings, my queen, okay? You too. All right. Thank very you very much. My pleasure. The very talented Sarah Sharp here in the zone of LOTO Radio. Well, you know, we got to take a little quick two and two. Got some bills to pay. Pay the cost to be the boss. Sarah MK, just friends, here in the zone of LOTO Radio.
singing a song Be a big girl, I tell you on the phone Not even better, get myself together Stand strong, tell you how I felt all along But every time we meet, boy, I get cold feet Stutter, another time I tell you how it be I play low-key, but I'm so sick of it Friending, not independent women Yeah, I done it cause I need somebody to keep me warm Now when the lights are down and the music's gone And you, uh, and you be the perfect match Say abstract writing on my Facebook stats Trying to let you know what I've been holding back I'm scared of rejection and that's a fact So I tiptoe, but one day I shall attack Make it as clear to you as white on black that I
Instagram, Facebook, and also on SoundCloud. And for those who have not had an opportunity to see her perform live, you're going to have that chance. Tomorrow night, the Elephant Room, Austin, Texas, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's at 315 Congress Avenue, Austin, Texas, 78701. Be there. Get lost in some blueprint music. And speaking of music, tomorrow we're going to have a very, very special interview with the R&B icon, Miss Adina Howard, a very good friend of the show. Uh, she has a new album out called Resurrection, but we're going to delve deeper, not just about the album, but also the Me Too movement, her being blackballed in the music industry. It's a lot of things we're going to get into, so be sure to tune in. That's tomorrow at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Eastern. Again, get all the latest updates. You can stop by The Zone's official website. That's at thezoneradio.radioweb.co. Again, our official website, thezoneradio.radioweb.co. Dot co. Also, you can follow us on Twitter. That's at Twitter at LOTL Radio. Instagram.com forward slash LOTL Radio The Zone. Also on Facebook, the same handle. And for those who tuned in late, shame on you, but the teddy bear does forgive you. You can listen to the rebroadcast of the show in its entirety. We are on iHeartRadio. Just go to iHeartRadio, type in L-O-T-L, The Zone, and we got you covered. Also on the Google Play Music Store, also on TuneIn, and also on Apple. Hmm, iTunes, definitely a beautiful, beautiful thing. Again, I want to thank all the many people, all the well-wishers. Your emails have been wonderful. Thank you so much for sending out your good tidings. Appreciate it. It really got me through Help me feel a lot, lot better. So I want to thank you for that because without you, there's no me. And again, I want everyone to have a wonderful, as I say, a fantabulous rest of the day. Remember, tomorrow, tune in. Tune out all the negativity. The Ted Bear has you. No need to fear. The chocolate one is here. <laughs> in the meantime, we're going to leave you with uh, the little uh, Shantae Renee with... Uh, Mocha man, Lord have mercy, here in the zone of LOTL Radio.
What's up, angels? It's your girl, Adina Howard. Make sure you tune in to the Honey Lounge with Teddy Bear, Tuesday through Friday, 1 through 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. to do 
Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.